sisters welcome back to she is becoming to our day one listeners we love you guys it's been so great getting to know you praying for you and engaging with you and if it's your first time listening to she is becoming we love you too welcome to our show we are a podcast of multi-generational women studying god's word dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our mind to find more of our episodes look us up on apple Podcasts, google play spotify or the grace church app or follow us on instagram at she is becoming podcast for updates and to engage with us i am your co-host delaney and i am here in the studio with my favorite person my co-host bev how are we doing today I'm great. How are you, Delaney? I'm feeling good. It's good. a little it's a little cold in here, so if you hear my voice shaking, that's why. Yeah. You'll start to sweat when we start to teach. That's so true. It's <laughs> weird how that happens isn't always. It, it's it? very odd, yeah. Oh, I know a lot of people are relating to that. Well, listeners, I'm so grateful for each one of you listening, and please spread the word about this po- podcast so Absolutely. that God's word can go out in even more powerful, varied ways here at Grace Church. Absolutely. All right, so we are going to get into what we are talking about today. Today, the title of our episode is Praying for a Miracle. We are going to be looking into Hezekiah, King of Judah. Um, a lot of his chapters in the Bible are like in Second Kings and all of those kind of chapters. So let's talk about him. I think the Bible tells us, um, the Bible is actually filled with promises from God that he answers prayer. So I want to give you a few examples from God's word. In Luke 11, 9 through 10, um, it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So that's one example. Another example is John 14, 13. Whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. And when it says like asking in his name, it means according to his will. So, and then it says in 1 John 14 and 15, it says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I love this verse. We can have confidence coming to God and asking and talking to him. It's so cool. And if he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Then in Jeremiah 3, 33, it says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. Beautiful passage. And then in Romans 8, 26, it says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. And it says, when we do not know what we ought to pray for, the spirit intercedes for us through wordless groans. I love that. Like if you've ever been praying and you're like, I don't even have words for the prayer right now. It's, it, this means that we have the Holy Spirit interceding for us as well as Jesus. And then in Hebrews 7, 25, it says, Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. So it's obvious that the Bible is so is filled with so many examples of people praying and God answering. We know God always answers our prayers. And so today we're going to look into King Hezekiah, like I said, the king of Judah. And we're going to look at three of his recorded prayers prayers and everything that he was asking was they, they were big things and he was asking for miracles and God actually gave the miracles in ways beyond what he even asked and so this kind of praying requires um it's big praying and it's big trusting and so let's di- let's dive into this I want to hear about it I do too this this has been a topic I've been very interested in as far as how did you how did he have so many miraculous answers to his right. prayers? So we're gonna look at the three recorded prayers. You can actually find these in your Bible. Such an interesting topic. Let's get a little background, first of all, on who this king 
is and how he prayed and how he received such miracles as a result. Well, Hezekiah was one of the few good kings in Israel's ancient history. If you've ever studied the kings in Israel, you know the chart yeah. shows a long list it's of bad, bad ones. Very, yeah. very few good so ones. True. But Hezekiah was a standout. Not perfect, but a standout. Mm-hmm. His grandfather, King Jotham, followed God and was a mighty man because, as Scripture says, he prepared his ways before the Lord his God. Beautiful. What a what a short sentence of great advice for life. Totally. Prepared his ways before the Lord his God. That's mm. from Second Chronicles 27. Hezekiah's father, King Ahaz, was the opposite. Mm-hmm. Ahaz was the most evil and degenerate king. Ahaz abandoned the one true God and worshipped idols in terrible ways, and Ahaz made a ruin of what had been 137 consecutive years of following God and prosperity. Yeah, he what, was he's infamous in the Bible. <laughs> he is, and what a difference just King Hezekiah, one man can make here. Mm-hmm. Ahaz, his father, was killed in battle, and so his son now, Hezekiah, took over at the, at the reins at age 25. So he's mm-hmm. young. Yeah. Hezekiah inherited, really, a nation in trouble. Yeah. The ruthless Assyrians were breathing down their necks, ready to destroy the, the little nation of Judah. Hezekiah followed his grandfather's example and throws himself completely on the mercy of the one true God with prayers that are still relevant for us today. So who does not look to God for miracles, big and small? There is so little, really, that we can do, but God is all-powerful and promises to hear us. Amen. I'm so glad. So here's the prayer situation number one. Hezekiah makes some sweeping changes to bring the nation back to their God. Israel at this time is divided, of course. Israel in the north has abandoned God for golden calves. The northern Israel has been carried into captiva, uh, captivity. Captiva. I'm dreaming of <laughs> captiva. Okay. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> carried into captivity by Assyria. But thousands of people, interestingly enough, this is very contemporary, thousands of people from the north flee to the southern kingdom under King Hezekiah. Can you imagine thousands? And this is a small nation of Judah now. Can you imagine thousands of of these people who are displaced coming into his land? Challenging. Yeah, stressful, challenging. Yes, he used it as an opportunity. Hezekiah used his opportunity to strengthen his kingdom and provide opportunity for the people to once again be united in their worship of God. Love that. Hezekiah calls all the people to celebrate Passover, something that had not been done for decades. Wow. With the consultation of Isaiah, Isaiah is a big part of Hezekiah's story. He had a wonderful prophet at his side. Amen. So with that consultation of Isaiah in his reign, the king is encouraged in his efforts. The first prayer was a miraculous outcome that happens during this very first Passover. With all the people who may have never celebrated Passover before, there was many who did not properly prepare themselves. They didn't go through this cleansing rituals as the Bible prescribes them to in order to eat the Passover. But Hezekiah, there was judgment. Uh, God's judgment would have been on that. But Hezekiah realizes it and prays for the people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read you that prayer. But before I do, notice how short it is, number one, how conversational, how intimate his personal prayers are to God. This is a man praying to a God that he knows. Mm. 
Although most of the many people who came from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, and Zebulun have not purified themselves, yet they ate the Passover contrary to what was written. But Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, May the Lord, who is good, pardon everyone who sets their heart on seeking God, the Lord, the God of their ancestors, even if they are not clean according to the rules of the sanctuary. Mm. What a beautiful prayer filled with mercy. Um, The Lord listened to Hezekiah's prayer, and you know what the people did? Not only were they freed from the judgment that could have come upon them, but they wanted to celebrate Passover another week. That's so cool. Isn't it? So it was a two-week celebration. And it says that they did it with a gladness in their heart. King Hezekiah is really rewarded for his obedience in calling people back to God and worship. Mm. So what's the lesson for us today in this little brief prayer and this incident of being clean to eat the Passover meal? How does that relate to us? Well, we too know many people who do not know the Lord or have fallen away. They haven't been cleaned by the Lord's blood in order to make them right with God. So we are to be praying for our little kingdoms of our families, our friends, our neighbors. And then we too can see miracles as God in his grace draws people near to him who are sinners as we share the gospel. God promises to be slow to anger and quick to forgive. Isn't this a beautiful example of that? So beautiful. Praying for others is such a privilege. One person's prayers can make such a difference in the lives of so many. We release the power of God through prayer. So often we say, well, all I can do is just pray. Just just yeah, pray? Yeah. Hello? It's the most powerful action that is to precede all other actions. Yeah. We are to be praying for the spiritual well-being of people that we know and meet and love first and foremost, but we often get distracted and distracted in our prayers in that we uh, look to the only the immediate needs, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, what what the day has for it. And that's great, but we cannot neglect these deeper spiritual prayers. Yeah. And that's the, that's like the biggest miracle that there is that, that, that we could cross from death to life. Right. Like and that God could use yeah. us because of the prayers we said. Like, what a miracle that is. It's a miracle. Oh, it's a man. miracle. I mm-hmm. love that. So now we're going to go to the second prayer that Hezekiah prays. So um, I love how you said that Hezekiah brought Passover back. Like, this is just such a good example of how he was such a great leader and a great king. So in Second Kings 18 and 19, it talks about how much he trusted God, depended on God, and it says that he actually clung to the Lord. So we just get this real picture of Hezekiah. Hezekiah's intimacy with God, and it also says that he was, he obeyed God, like he was obedient to him. And so the prayer we're going to cover now actually comes out of Hezekiah's disobedience to the Lord. So we know Hezekiah is not perfect. So um, even though he did trust the Lord and scripture says that, um, we're going to talk about the times where he disobeyed. So as Beth said, the northern kingdom of Israel had been um, carried off into captivity by the king of Assyria. So Hezekiah's nation of Judah had to have been afraid. <laughs> like Assyria was a brutal nation, renowned in the Old Testament for their wickedness. They were savage. They were destructive and they were ultimately super disobedient to God. 
So Assyria is going to go up against Judah. And Hezekiah makes this decision to tell the Assyrian king. Um, in 2 Kings 18, 14, he says, I have done nothing wrong. Withdraw from me. Whatever you impose on me, I will bear. And it's this whole picture of like, don't hurt me. I'll do whatever you want. Like, just go. And so the Assyrian king requires um, in exchange a certain amount of riches from Hezekiah. So to fulfill the request, Hezekiah actually has to take gold, silver, and other treasures from the house of God. Ooh. Yeah, big no-no. So not only is Hezekiah distrusting God, Will's Will's facing like opposition, he's actually disobeying God. And so this is where prayerlessness leads Hezekiah. It's towards distrusting and disobeying God. In that moment of fear, Hezekiah traded the truths of God's character, his goodness, sovereignty, power, and he cowered he cowered between before a finite, evil, powerless, earthly king. And so prayerlessness draws you away from the creator to being fearful of creation. And we see that through Hezekiah's response. So the king of Assyria tells the people of Judah like how fake and phony King Hezekiah is. Even the pagan king recognizes Hezekiah's lack of trust in God in these moments. With I, When I was reading that, I thought that was so ironic that like this pagan guy is, po- is like pointing this out to you he he had some spiritual language in there yeah. this pagan uh commander yeah uh and it was it's interesting to me because often the enemy will use spiritual words mm. to try to convince us of something that's so true and he says that hezekiah he says to the people that hezekiah is misleading them and he actually like blasphemes god so hezekiah tears his clothes and he covers himself with sackcloth which is a deep sign of remorse before God. And so he knows that he's messed up. He knows that he's sinned before God. And um, this is where Isaiah comes in once again. So Isaiah prophesies to Hezekiah and tells him, don't be afraid. Um, Assyria has blasphemed God. And for this, like he will fall by his sword in his own land. We see that in second Kings um, 19, six and seven. So another King, the King of Cush actually hears of this situation and he sends Hezekiah a letter and he says, um, you know what the Assyrians have done to the other lands. And basically you don't stand a chance and none of the other gods have like saved anybody. Um, so you don't stand a chance against Assyria. Ugh, what a taunt. Yeah. I'm like, and he's like, no other gods have saved you. In my mind, I'm like, I was feeling very angry. Like, there's no there other gods. There is no other god. <laughs> and then this is one of my favorite, this is probably my favorite scene. Me too. Me too. Is um, Hezekiah reads this letter from the king of Cush, and he went up to the house of the Lord, and he lays the letter down before God. Ugh. What a visual that is. Oh, man. And it's just so like, it's it was such a physical laying down. I, I love that. And it's just, I think it's so obvious that Hezekiah has been wrecked of himself. Like mm-hmm. he knows that he, like, that he had messed up. And this action now, this response now is so humble. It's submissive and it's like surrendered before God. And it feels like Hezekiah is like at the end of his rope and he's like back to being fully dependent on God. Perfect place to be. Oh, the perfect place to be. And so he prays to God and he, and he, he uses this phrase that we've actually heard Isaiah say, where he says, Oh Lord, the God of Israel who are enthroned above the cherubim, the cherubim. And he's recognizing God's holiness and his power. And then he prays, you are the God, you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You made heaven and earth. All of those phony gods that the king of Cush said failed, 
they aren't God. And the only God that is, that is God is my Jehovah, the I am who I am, the powerful creator God. And he says, God, these people have devastated many nations and lands. They destroy people. And Hezekiah prays, deliver us from his hand that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, O Lord, are God. So this moment, Hezekiah was praying for a miracle. Yeah, Assyria was at outside the gates. Outside the I gates. I mean, this huge army just, just threatening him. And they'd already done it to northern Israel and many other nations. He There was no confidence um, other than... His his confidence in God that was left at this yeah, point. And, and, and Syria was scary. Like, they were brutal. Oh, oh the it, torturous things they did when they took yeah, people they were into no captivity. Jo- oh, was, yeah. You read about it and you just cringe. Yeah, so they were no joke. But I think it's really clear that the war is won on our knees. Like, yeah. Hezekiah had victory when he laid that letter down before God. And the battle was won before it even began. And it's so cool to see, like, what happened after that. And it says, like, in Scripture that that night an angel of the Lord struck down 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. So then Assyria left Judah and God delivered Hezekiah and his people. And this is what prayerfulness brings. It brings victory, peace, comfort, trust, and a right view of God. Like what Hezekiah prayed for was a miracle and what God delivered was a victory. So prayer is often the means by which God displays his power and glory. Then he uses a miracle to carry it out. Love that. Love that. Uh, you know, we had a friend years ago who had his, sent his resume in uh, for a first job that he really wanted. And I remember hearing that he went to church and took it and laid it upon the altar oh. and w- on his knees prayed. He laid it before the Lord, just like Hezekiah. So women, what is it you need to lay before yes. the Lord? Maybe you need to write it out. Put your hand on it. Lay it on the Bible. Carry right. it in the Bible. Put that in words and bring it to the Lord. Amen. I and, love that. And in faith, expect the miracle. Amen. Well, the third prayer we're going to talk about now, Delaney, is the one recorded where uh, Hezekiah is a little bit later in life. He became ill, and the prophet Isaiah is told by God to tell Hezekiah that he's going to die from his illness. Mm. Now, Hezekiah hears this news, and his immediate reaction is to pray. Hezekiah was 39 years old. It is young. Here's his prayer. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. Mm, Beautiful. Beautiful, short, to the point. It was so simple, so sincere. Isaiah is, when he's leaving uh, Hezekiah's presence, is told to go back to Hezekiah Mm -hmm. and tell him this. This is what the Lord your God of your father, David, says. I have heard your prayer, seen your tears, and I will heal you. Mm -hmm. I will add 15 years to your life and will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. So Assyria was still uh, a threat. Isaiah commands that a poultice of figs, be given Hezekiah and applied to the boil, and he recovered. Ooh, that one, it must have been one nasty boil. Yeah, yuck. Yeah. The Bible is very specific, though. <laughs> yeah, in case you're it? ever wondering, yeah. God's answers are specific. Yeah, cultists <laughs> of figs. Yeah. There must be some healing property in there. Maybe somebody could for clue real. us what that is. <laughs> for real. But the story doesn't stop here. Hezekiah asked for a sign that he would be healed, and Isaiah offers the sign of having either the sundial go backward or forward 10 steps. 
Hezekiah says, well, it's easy to have it go backwards, which I doubt. Um, so he asked it to go forward, and that it was so. It went forward. That means mm. that their clock, which was the sundial, went forward 10 hours. Wow. God honored the faithful request of Hezekiah 15 more years. You know, my mother-in-law was diagnosed with terminal cancer, and she was told at the age of 49 she only had maybe months and maybe a year or two at the most uh, mm. left. And um, we all began praying, of course, lifting her up. She was a godly woman, taught the Bible loved and cared and discipled so many people, and God gave her 15 more years. Wow. Whenever I hear this, that Hezekiah got That's 15 more years, I thought, yeah. you know what? My dear mother-in-law that I loved so much got 15 more years and got to meet every one of her grandchildren. Oh, that is beautiful. So God's grace, he, he's still miracle. doing miracles yeah, today, people. He is. We underestimate what he wants we to do for us. We put him in a box. We do, and yeah. we kind of have limits on what we think we can, we can ask for. Hmm. Well, Hezekiah, though, sadly, does not use those 15 years very well. An envoy comes to him from Babylon, and Hezekiah shows them all his wealth. And really, God calls out Hezekiah on this prideful act. Isaiah confronts him on it, says, what have you shown them? Hezekiah says, everything. Well, what's happening here is it's, Judah is being set up to, take, to be taken into captivity by Babylon. Babylon overtook Syria. Now, Babylon is the, the threat. Right. But Hezekiah, you know, invites the enemy in. Yeah. What's the application for today in this amazing healing? Well, you probably know someone who is suffering a physical challenge, an illness, addiction, depression, cancer, marriage, relational issues. Yeah. God still heals today in miraculous ways. Not always, but we are free to seek him for this. Remember, God answers three ways. Yes, no, wait. Right. God knows best, and it takes a lot to trust him when we don't get our miracle, but it also takes a lot to trust him for the miracle. So, so true. That's what today is about. Mm-hmm. Trust him for the miracle. Mm-hmm. And you you can trust him. You can pray boldly. And then you can trust him that you will receive whatever he decides. Right. And when, you, when you're praying boldly, it shows how much you trust God. Exactly. <laughs> you know, We can probably name people today, both of us who've been healed or experienced totally. a divine encounter with God through a miracle. Mm-hmm. He's doing miracles and bringing people to himself who've never heard of Jesus, Mm -hmm. who doesn't know the Bible, and he has amazing ways, visions, dreams. He does miracles all the time to reveal himself. We absolutely should pray for God to heal us. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, but remember, nothing is impossible with the Lord. Nothing is too hard for him, as Scripture says. It is either an opportunity to see his glory and witness in the denial or to see his glory and witness in the granting of the miracle. So either way, God is going to be glorified and you can have a witness for the Lord. So I wonder, have you been hesitant to ask God for healing, Mm -hmm. thinking you may be disappointed? Pray. Yeah. Pray. This was a challenge to me this week. Like as we were learning about this and reading all these chapters, like I started praying more specifically and more boldly. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, and I've been writing it down because I, I want to like remember and I want to like see how the Lord chooses to answer. But it was so like, I was like, I really needed to hear this this yes. week to pray like this. Yeah, I do too. I need to be constantly reminded to get out of the minutia of the day and to pray these bigger, bolder prayers. Yeah, yeah. 
So just kind of like wrapping up here, sisters, like just a couple of things that we want to think about. Why did God honor King Hezekiah's life and prayers? I wonder, I was thinking about that. Why does God honor his prayers? I think it's because um, we see in 2 Kings 18, 5 through 7, like when you have faith like a child, when you're so dependent on the Lord and you trust him so much, like I think that just shows um, your view of God and your view of yourself. I think that's honoring of him. It is, and it's bold. Yeah. It's the opposite of what the world thinks. A childlike faith is bold, but that's what it is. A child comes up to you, Mommy, I'm hungry. He doesn't think about, gee, how's she going to receive this? What, that, that, that. No, bold faith is like a child. Totally, and I love that. And then also, like, (laughs) Hezekiah sought the Lord with all his heart. He lived out godly priorities, and he was faithful to God. Not perfectly, as we know, um, but I think that's partly why it's just so real. The Bible is so real, like, about telling, like, even this good king, like, what his faults were. But he still sought the Lord, like, for his life. And he was also jealous for God's reputation. Like, he cared about the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Not perfectly, but he did. And King Hezekiah also showed great humility. I mean, remember that. He laid that letter down. That is, like... That picture, I, that's not something I'm going to forget. Like no. the, him laying the letter down like before God. And it also shows that like the Lord looks on your heart and like what you're thinking and or what you're like, what you're trusting really, like if you're trusting him or not. And so um, he also showed gratitude. We see this in Isaiah 38, 10 through 20. And so a grateful and appreciative heart matters to God. Like being thankful and having a heart of thanksgiving to the Lord is, it matters. And Hezekiah trusted that the Lord was good, which is such a foundational truth to trust that the Lord is good and he wants what's best for you and he knows what's best for you. And that's hard, especially when the answer is no and you're not getting your miracle. But Yet he trusted that God was good all the time, as we often all the time say all the time. Mm-hmm. I want to bring back when when I say God is good and you say all the time. Yeah, God is good all the time. Let's bring it back. Yeah, all right. there we I go. Love it. I love it. Um, and Hezekiah also, <laughs> the king knew desperate times and prayed desperately. I love that. Yes. Like he prayed for the moment in the moment and he was there and he's like, God, I need you. And I love, I love that prayer. Like just that dependence on the Lord is so beautiful. And then um, Hezekiah accepted God's correction. He humbled himself where he failed. Like we remember this where he like tore his clothes and he's like, you know what? I've sinned before you. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that he like, you know what? Humble now. And so in James 5.16, it says that the earnest prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I, You know, this is a prayer. I act, this is a verse that I actually think of a lot. And it just, you know, when you're honoring to the Lord and your heart is right before him, there's something so beautiful about that intimacy and that closeness. And it actually, that's what it says in the Bible, that the earnest prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And it's beautiful. It is. And we're, we are that righteous person when we've received Christ's own righteousness through faith in him. Mm. Sometimes you can read that and think, well, that's not me of a righteous person. I'm yes. not righteous. But you're righteous through Christ. Thank you for saying making that distinction, too. That's a good. That's a really good distinction, I think, too. And um, it also means that your prayers are powerful ineffective. (laughs) And so we too can see miracles and miracles still happen today as we see our desperate need for the Lord in our desperate situations. And um, there's a hymn that boldly states this beautiful truth. It says that God's 
Grace and power are such none can ever ask too much. Wow. That's beautiful. Isn't that? I love that. Uh, my mother-in-law, speaking of her again, was would that, quote that again and again she? and again. Yeah, she shared that Man. with when people were in trouble and she had so many people coming to her. This was what the truth she wanted them to know about God. What a testimony. I love that. And then um, in Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Wow, infinitely more. Infinitely more. I'm so glad we that... We can't even ask and think it up, you I'm know? So, I'm so glad, though, because it's like we're finite. He's infinite. Like, thank, you know, just thank God for himself. Well, yeah. Yeah, you Hezekiah know? prayed for relief from, you know, all of these thousands of soldiers. Mm-hmm. And God just did such a bigger thing than probably what he ever could dream of. Oh, totally. And that's our God. That's Can our we God. brag on him a little bit today? Oh, man. That's our God. He's a God of miracles. So true. He can true. move all natural bounds. He can do anything and everything because he's king. Yeah. He and is he more than all we power, think or ask. All wisdom. Amen. All together that's good. That's a word. And wants the best for us. Amen. That's a word. Will you pray for I us will. out? Yeah. Hey. Father, thank you so much for this great truth that you are still a miracle worker Mm, today and that we pray too small. Lord, we need to come to you with big requests and walk away trusting like a child, boldly trusting like a child. Mm -hmm. Lord, thank you for Hezekiah's example here and that prayer is so powerful that it truly can bring miracles into our lives and the lives of others. So Lord, Give us those bold prayers. Mm. Help us to make a whole page in our journal of bold prayers we're asking the Lord for. And may you hear, see, and act according to your best purposes and your own glory. In Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, it was great to be with you, sisters. Join us in two Mondays on She is Becoming.